On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, it's Take Tuesday on a Wednesday. And some interesting comments from one Mel Tucker. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Wednesday, April 7th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my injected with Claritin co-host, Matt Sheehan. Man, I, I, I've been, been on the Claritin. <laughs> I, I've been getting my you-know-what kicked since a few days before St. Patrick's Day. Seasonal allergies have rolled in. So yeah, I've I've been struggling here, man. It's 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 been a tough go at it for your boy, yeah. Today was, I, I've had a couple days, but today's the first day where it's like, yeah, this is now settled in. They it's the, the worst. Yeah, the allergens have settled into my sinuses and my nasal cavity, and they are just lodged. They're here forever. Yeah, M- moving move day for them, for me, was uh, even before March Madness tipped <laughs> off, which was just great. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks for showing up. Pollen, Mr. Allergen, nice to meet you again. Uh, let's Let's do this all over. So I, I think I'm on Team Zizol this year, though. Team Zizol okay. to give them a free ad right now at the top. How about that? Zizol is what I take at night. I take Zyrtec in the morning. Oh, so. mixing it up. All right. Oh, yeah. Double it up. Two 24-hour allergy pills uh, in the Hunter household. How do you even... Uh, how do you even go outside? What do you do? Do you in- Can you even enjoy the outdoors? Because you are an allergy mess. You are pasty white. Yeah, I am. I need a lot of sunscreen. I need a lot of allergy pills. But that's the thing. Like, I still love going outside in the summer. I just let it all, you know, hit me smack in the face when I finally get home and I'm inside. And it's like, uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, they're still on me. And then I'm a complete disaster the rest of the night. Sneezing up a storm. Just rifling through the Kleenex box at, at an unholy rate. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a good situation, like, when I finally get in for my day outside. Yeah, I... I, sp- I spent the entire day splitting logs uh, outdoors, so... It, it, oh, you're been, a man's man, all right. I see. It, we used a log splitter. It's it's the, it's a thing. It's no thing. Uh, but Look at you. suffice to say, not feeling great in the old nose-slash-face category for today's episode. Speaking of today's episode, Matt... Oh, do, do I know this? No, I mean, we... It's just the show... Right. What do you mean, do you know this? Do you know you, what we're going to do on the show today? You tell the people what we're doing on the show today. I, I don't know what we're doing today. I, I, I don't know if you're going to drop some some news on me that I didn't know yet. You honestly, if I said, Matt, you need to say mm-hmm. what we're doing on today's show. What would you say right now? Do it. Uh, Mel Tucker had some quotes, and we are going to do Take Tuesday on a Wednesday, everyone. Oh, you did it. Nice. Okay. I, I don't know if I was missing anything else. I, I don't know. That's the plan for today's show. Remind it a rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Even though we're doing Take Tuesday on a Wednesday later in the show, I want to I wanna start off with a half take, a, a, a fake take, half take that okay. I'm only, like it's a take, take that I'm waiting. Yeah. No, it's an. It's a take that I think there is truth to, a kernel of truth to, but in no way, shape, or form is it a take. It's it's 
I'm half joking when I say it, but I'm kind of winking, and you know that I actually mean it a little bit because. So it's like some... me and hiring Elgin Bates to be the next uh, assistant yeah. coach at Michigan State, kind of like that. Kinda. Like, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Like on the record, I'm kidding, but like in the back of my head, like it, pick it up the help. phone and call him, Tom. Right. It would help. Okay. It would gotcha. help. Um, gotcha. Okay. So my first fake take uh, is that Mel Tucker mm-hmm. just absolutely resents his roster. <laughs> Uh, he's definitely more public it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. Maybe um, is starting to feel okay about some spots right now, but when he a year ago got hired and looked at what he had on paper, he must have just been sick to his stomach. Just disgusted. Like the, just. Uh, the, the the meme from The Simpsons where the guy's looking down, pathetic. pathetic. <laughs> that's, that's what it is right there. Um, yeah. He... He must have hired like six people just like, hey, you're in the portal. That's your job for the next yeah, year. Correct. Portal, 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 portal. Like, yeah, got some reshaping to do. Uh, he's not been shy at all about talking about how they've used the portal, will continue to use the portal, have a standard here. And if it's not going to work, uh, there are ways to address that. Had some more. Uh, quotes in his media availability after Tuesday's practice. Just the one that kind of, I don't know, stuck around, whatever. Um, There's a direct quote from Mel Tucker. I'm not interested in going into the summer with anyone who is not willing to play or able to play our brand of football. The able to play. <laughs> that kind of hits tough. hard. That's that's, that's tough. tough man. <laughs> that's, that's tough. But hey, it, it's straight talk, baby. And I love myself some straight talks. So <laughs> Look, man. It's no sugarcoating anymore. <laughs> like like Tom Izzo said, it's a two-way street. And yeah. for a long time, college sports has, you know, it's tough because you got to find a balance between the reality of this is a competitive billion dollar industry between men's football and men's basketball, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money at stake. And now, now women's basketball is going to start entering that conversation. They pulled a huge number uh, for their national championship game. And we'll definitely like, it's not unrealistic in 10 years. Like there's going to be uh, some of that going on as well in the women's game, it's tough to manage that balance between industry and business and like handholding an 18 or 19 year old kid who just moved out of his parents' house and is trying to learn how to do laundry on his own. His mom's not doing it for, you know, like there's a balance there and that's tough. But I think as the games are progressing, the industries are progressing, it's becoming more business-like, a little bit more cutthroat on both sides. Players can leave. Coaches' salaries are going up. Buyout numbers are getting crazy. Big numbers have become even bigger in terms of dollars, TV deals, all that. This is kind of, I think, good to have a head coach who's like, yeah, I'm fine if you're not going to be good enough, like, you're gone, right? You're not like, oh, ah, we'll just... On. Yeah, I want to we'll work just, Michigan State, not Mickey Mouse. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah it's I, tough. I like it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but like, 
Oh, you're a little pat on the butt, buddy. Yeah, third string. We'll just yeah keep you on your scholarship, and here we go. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like no, like the standard is the standard. The the program is the program. I think Mel Tucker said this at his first practice at Colorado. It's like this is non-negotiable. If you don't like it, there's the portal. I believe that was the direct quote from a Colorado reporter after Mel Tucker's first practice uh, back then. So even a couple of years ago, this was the mindset. So it's tough. It's cutthroat, but I like it. I'm in favor of it. It's right? also well to me. It, this isn't the first time he said this quote. Well, I, okay, he said it verbatim this time, but the entire last year, he's kind of been saying this just by actions. Like if you cannot or will not play our brand of football, here's the door. You're out of here. Like how many kids have left the program? How many other kids has he brought on? Sixteen, seventeen. Right. And the kids that he's brought on, too, to replace kids that are still on the roster even to this day because, well, he likes them better than the kids currently on the roster. Like, yeah, no, he's made it clear that he will purge this roster. He will bring kids in, and he will get kids that can play this style of football. I think now it's so obvious that's what it is that he could just flat out say it now in a press conference. <laughs> he doesn't have to even dress it up a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I love it. It's tough, but you know what else is tough, Will? Competing with the Ohio States and the Penn States and the uh, Wisconsin's, if you will, the Iowa mm-hmm. some years, and the Big Tens, if you will. So yeah, like that—that's tough as well. You gotta have tough decisions, and when you're making six million dollars a year, well, well, you're gonna be the guy making those tough decisions, uh, aren't you, Will? You know what else is tough? Talk to me. Making the NFL. <laughs> yes. Getting paid to play football, um, Mel Tucker, it's so obvious, so obvious that he is a disciple uh, of Saban, that he is a member of the Saban tree. It it could not be more obvious just between the, the process-driven, all the talk about standard culture setting, whatever. Like, it just sounds like Saban – He's like Saban with a Twitter account, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll no, see fair. if we'll see if he can end up coaching like Nick Saban or recruiting like Nick Saban or program building like Nick Saban. That's a that's a lot to be seen, uh, but it is very obvious if you pay attention to things Saban says, how he talks about things, the way he talks about building a program. Like it, it's pretty obvious where Mel Tucker. Uh, got some of his ideas for how he wants to do things. And you, all, you know what, Matt? It's, it's not a bad tree. Just like the, the Jim Trestle tree wasn't a bad tree for Michigan State to, to go with Mark D'Antonio, the Nick Saban tree, not a bad tree because the Nick Saban tree is ultimately the Bill Belichick tree. And I don't know if football trees get any better than that. No, tough to beat them. Tough to beat them. Charlie Weiss and a handful of NFL assistants, Matt Patricia, excluded but sure, sure. But you know, saving counts. Saving's pretty good. Yep, saving counts. Worked out. Uh, all right, we're gonna come right back and talk really quickly about. Actually, you know what? No, we're gonna do take Tuesday and a Wednesday, but we will incorporate some other interesting things from media because I have a couple takes on quarterback and running back, which were interesting quotes from uh, practice. So we'll we'll mish them, mash them together. But first, a word from Bill Barr. Built Bar. Build those bars. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 
You know that, I know that, we know that. It is absolutely fantastic, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious, and like it feels like every day, every week, they're coming out with a new flavor, a new style. The Built Bar puffs, the, the crisps were great, the puffs are fantastic, the churro puff is out of this world, birthday cake, raspberry cheesecake, like just slaps up and down nice. the lineup, bangers, uh-huh. yep. crazy good stuff. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're not just delicious on your taste buds. They are delicious on your body. Butter. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. Like the peanut butter bar, for example, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. You are not going to beat those numbers. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED. 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, I'm going to start with some takes and we'll incorporate media session stuff with them, and then we'll get to your takes uh, to, to end the show for segment three, okay? I like this, okay. Okay. So, Michigan State Offensive Coordinator Jay Johnson met with the media, answered, uh, you know, a few questions about quarterback, running back, the offense in general, you know, the typical stuff, and nothing really too revealing in there. What I did think was revealing was... The fact that he said right now running back is by committee. So he said right now it's by committee, but we'll see how things sort of sort out. And I do think that Michigan State will use a number of running backs this year because their running back room, and maybe this, is, uh, this, this is, isn't my take, but here's, here's another take I'll mix in for you. This is the best Michigan State running back room since... Lev Bell's God. freshman year, probably right. Probably certainly it not a room since then. Be, yeah, could be better. Like we're talking total room. Like I think it's up for debate. It might be better than any they've had. Oh, gosh, I don't know the Ringer stuff. Oh six, yeah. oh seven, R- maybe Kulkrick era man. Ringer Kulkrick I mean, could be. So then maybe that's a take for you, but that's not my actual take. I do think it's a really good running back room. They're going to use a lot of guys, and they have a bunch of different versatile skill sets. Here's the take. Are you ready? Yeah, lay it on me. Kenneth Walker III mm-hmm. will be the best Michigan State offensive player since Connor Cook. Oh, man. Oh, well. I love Felton Davis. Don't don't make me do this. Uh, oh. And I do want to say it like we're mostly looking skill position because like of course I know yeah, Jack yeah. Conklin was there and Jack is a was a better NFL prospect certainly and probably a better player. But like you get kind of what I'm saying. Like right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Since Connor Cook, like he will be the best offensive player for Michigan State since Connor Cook left. I mean, yeah. L.J. Scott really didn't progress the way we thought he would after his freshman year i suppose uh i love gerald holmes but i uh, that would be such a selfish bias uh name for me to throw out there as best but man I, 
It's a shame Terrible. that Felton Davis played on the teams he played on. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Because he was That's such fair. a talented receiver. Like he was an awesome go-to guy. Some drops. However, my goodness gracious, everything else just I'm gesturing to everything else right now was such in disarray that it, it ultimately didn't matter how good he was. Like I got except for that one evening in Happy Valley. Then mm. it mattered. But oh man, I see what you're saying. I, I hmm, I'm gonna need to see. And this is a real boring take coming from me. I just, I, I just need to see him in, like, two games before I can, like, really get behind it. I don't know. He I get the hype. Like, Believe me, I get the hype. He's played 20-something games. He's played oh. 20 games. Oh, I know. And the screenshot that uh, Colton Pouncey tweeted out with, uh, what was it, like, eight Syracuse Orangemen don't, around no, him at the 20-yard no, 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 no. We're not giving Colton credit for that BS. I broke down that clip mm, okay. four months ago, three yeah. months ago, on yeah. January 10th. Yeah. We're not giving Colton Pouncey, who I love, credit for that. <laughs> I, it took so much self-control to not just spam the timeline with my Kenneth Walker the third post from January. Like nice I get it. Person. Everyone's nice everyone's person. everyone's workflow is different, and it's you know Colton's going through whatever schedule he's got, so it's it's no sweat at all. But I was just like, oh, if Colton gets credit for being the first person to be on on Kenneth Walker, no. Don't tell oh, me about I, his no, screen No, I, I think grab. it's apparent that you are the conductor of the Kenneth Walker train. I am the no king doubt. No of doubt. the Kenneth yeah. Walker train. This You're is the king of the train. Kenneth Walker train the way I'm the king of the Foster Lawyer train. I hope it works out a lot oh, better for you. Th- boy, do I hope me. it works out better. <laughs> because I have gone off a cliff and I have yet to reach the bottom of whatever canyon uh, I'm going to be hitting here. So, uh, yeah, I hope it goes yeah. better for you. Um But, yeah, that no, that picture, that screen grab that Colton tweeted out um, supplementing his piece – it is right. There are seven Syracuse defenders surrounding Kenneth yeah. Walker. You cannot see Kenneth Walker in the picture, and he scored a touchdown. It's hard. It's it's hard for me to say that he will be the best, and I know it's very boring because I'm going the oh I haven't seen him play in the green and white route yet. But yeah, ah, best since Connor Cook. I, I'm I'm giving the nod to Felton Davis. Okay. Here, yeah. I'm sorry. It feels okay. so boring, but it's just what I want to say. Okay. Um, all right, let me check the time. Okay, one other thing from Jay Johnson and really kind of the media session as a whole mm-hmm. um, that stuck out was the quarterbacks. So Russo talked with the media, Peyton Thorne talked with the media, and Jay Johnson, when talking about the quarterbacks, kind of, you know, he gets the questions he gets, but he, he said yeah. some things about Russo and Thorne and their sort of spot in the rotation and then it was almost like Theo Day, Hamp Fay, and Noah Kim were other guys to talk about, right? Oh, their development, their, oh, we didn't get to see them in practice too much, right? That mm-hmm. was sort of the shade that they were um, talked about by Jay Johnson. So my take is this. This quarterback battle, and, and this isn't actually my take. I think it's just like a good discussion point. This quarterback battle is going to go all the way through fall camp. Like, Anthony Russo came here with, you know, some hype, some some production, and it seemed to make sense, like, hey, he's not going to come here for his fifth-year senior spot and be a backup. But I think there's there might be some legitimacy to uh, this thing extending out, this quarterback battle lasting longer than even I perhaps thought. So, 
I, I can't tell what part of the offseason I'm, like, I'm in. Am I already at the point of the offseason where I'm taking all coach speak as gospel, <laughs> as canon? Because like, I'm getting the same vibes you are, and I can't tell if like my mind's playing tricks. It's like, no, Matt, how, how many offseasons have you done with a football team? You know that they're just saying this sort of stuff. Of course there's not a quarterback competition for a guy they just brought in from the transfer portal. But no, like... I, everything that you just read, and obviously we don't get to see as much or hear as much with uh, the, the COVID protocols and everything being a little more locked down, but man, yeah. Like, Jay Johnson does seem a little high on Thorne, and I'm I'm going to still say that I fully expect Russo to be the starter on day one. I, I, I think that there is a little bit of coach speak going on, but you know what? I got to mm-hmm. say, if it is coach speak, tip of the cap to Jay Johnson here. He's really really good at it so yeah man I, it's it's tough and just everything that uh even thorne's talking about too like just his growth his own maturity and of course like what else is he gonna say like no i've actually taken a step back this offseason like yeah <laughs> i actually packed on 40 pounds none of it muscle like no of course he's gonna talk highly about himself but man like th- there's just something in between all these lines of all the 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 quotes and the news clips that are like huh yeah oh this might actually be something to keep our eye on for Will, so which excites me. I mean, hey, more stuff to talk about in the offseason, more things yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. And if, if you're having a quarterback battle between these two guys, I don't feel like that's a quarterback battle like you see sometimes where it's, okay, we're, we're picking like amongst like year. the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're picking amongst like the two or three uh, guys that we really don't want to pick between. No, I, I don't get those vibes. I, I, feel, I feel like it's legitimate confidence that uh, Jay Johnson and staff has in both guys, which is nice. I like. I tend to a quarterback. Agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, quick aside here, Matt. This is just between me and you and, sure. and the listeners. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that take that I gave was totally contrived. I I, I think Anthony Russo is the quarterback one. Just it takes time to learn the offense, and Thor yeah, knows yeah. it better. And so sure. You know, but we'll and, and, that, and what what helps too is that I'm a sucker on the other side of the yeah, microphone. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I get yeah, duped yeah. by stuff like this. So we could co- converse about it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll edit all yeah, that out. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Oh man, um, Dane hmm. Fife. That's what, is, a is quote. He, is, is he throwing barbs <laughs> places? What, what's, what's going on here? Did he uh, come at you is... after your take us? <laughs> no, Fife said, "Quote: I'm looking to quote a certain person. We're going to make the Hoosiers great again." That was part of his interview. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Day two. Sitting right Day in. Two. Here we go. Uh, nice. You know, Indiana. It'll work. Um, all right, we'll pause here. We'll pause here. We'll come right back. Um, and Matt's got a a couple takes to throw my way. Sorry, that just came across the old Twitter timeline. I just tweeted the Kenneth Walker gif from the Syracuse game just because I need to, like, a dog. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my spot. This is my, you cannot take this from me. First word from Bet Online. BetOnline.ag coming up next segment, Will. A little teaser for you right there. How do you like that? It is. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality television. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's easy to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on one word locked on and you're going to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit 
BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's April, and the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 26th, tune into the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Matt, you are now in charge of segment three. You have some takes. Let's do this. I got one football, one basketball. We'll keep it on football for now. And this is a discussion that we were having uh, the other day over the good Twitter DMs, Will, as uh, fine gentlemen do. So the take is this. Oh, my goodness gracious, it's raining outside right now. My window's open. I hope you guys can hear that over the microphone. Anyway... My take is that I think that there is a greater likelihood that stadiums, Spartan Stadium, for example, uh, in Michigan, have a better chance of being full than not full this upcoming fall here. Now Mm. I got some numbers to throw your way. I know we're going down COVID road again, but okay. So uh, Joe Biden tweets out today that uh, by April 19th, every adult will be eligible for a vaccine. Uh, Three million doses per day are being administered. And that is including a uh, record 4.1 million shots getting put in arms on Saturday, last Saturday, that is. Uh, 40% of adults have gotten at least one shot. One quarter of all adults nationwide are fully vaccinated. And in the state of Michigan, there have been 4.7 million shots administered. Population is about 10 million. So you like the numbers here. Things are trending in the right direction. I don't have to go down political road. Uh, Listen, who's to say that all these numbers uh, are true about April 19th uh, eligible? I think it will be, but I... Whatever. All that aside, the point here is that I think by the time September rolls around, I think anyone that wants a shot, wants a vaccine, will have the opportunity to get one by then. And at that point, why couldn't we open up the stadiums then? Maybe there's something missing in in my brain there. It's like, oh, am I overlooking something? Well, I feel like we got a pretty good shot of Spartan Stadium being full capacity this fall. Am I am I on Mars right now? Am I, am I a Looney Tune? So everyone uh, 16 and up in Michigan is eligible as of Monday for the vaccine. That is factual. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about other states, but I'm guessing that's what the president uh, was talking about when he said by whatever it was, April 18th or whatever. That's maybe the last day that a state has bookmarked for, okay, now everyone's eligible. Like a lot of states are mm-hmm. in the the final phase of this, which is a huge phase. You yeah, know, I think it's, like, it's half of all states are in the final phase right now. Yeah, so that is, I think, the sort of the genesis of where he's coming from there. I've just been paying specific attention to Michigan because I'm in Michigan, uh, and everyone is currently eligible in Michigan. Matt, right now, 20% is the capacity allowed at outdoor stadiums in Michigan. 20%, mm-hmm. right, right now, 20%. It's April 6th as we record this, and like you said, the vaccine numbers are, we're hitting the gas, man. Like, it's, after the, the slow rollout or, or whatever, like, for the last little while, it feels like we've really been in a stride, and, like, in the country, I think the the the, the estimation is, or the goal is, 200 million shots in the first 100 days when it was 100 million shots in, in the first 100 days. Like, 
and by midsummer, everyone can be vaccinated that wants to be right. There's mm-hmm. going to be enough supply and administration of it for that. So like, yeah, if you're just giving me the baseline of, is it more likely than less likely? Is it 51% that we have up to nearing capacity, large amounts in stadiums? I would lean that. Yeah. I think that seems fair so long as everything keeps kind of like that's what the trend is right it, it all seems sort of positive like yeah there's Going been the an right uptick way. yeah it's, there's been an uptick in cases in michigan and <laughs> it's not gone in the country and so there's going to be you know local ordinances and like oh well you know michigan state's playing on saturday at home but the last 2 weeks for some reason we've had a 50% increase We're going to limit capacity. Like, you know, that sort of stuff can still happen. But I feel like we're trending in the right direction to have at least half full stadiums, probably more by the time fall rolls around. I mean, we got a few months, and you and I have each gotten our first shots. A lot of people uh, like us, younger people, not as high-at-risk people, are starting to get shots. There's open appointments everywhere. Like, yeah, I think... I think it's okay to feel pretty optimistic about sports being somewhat normal this fall. And that's exciting. I mean, hey, not not a lot of uh, COVID discussions over the last few months on this podcast. Uh, ended with the cheeriest of vibes. Yeah, uh, Will, all sucked. It's, it's been <laughs> not great. Uh, but, hey, you know what is great, Will, is the fine folks at betonline.ag, they came out with their 2022 NCAA tournament Ooh. odds. Uh, the first... Four are Gonzaga nine to one, UCLA ten to one, Baylor fourteen to one, Florida State fourteen to one, and Will. Do you know Michigan State's odds yet, or can we play a little game here? I don't know them yet. Okay, do, uh, do you have a guess? For BetOnline.ag, they are different yeah. than uh, you know onshore or what have you. So what what do you think MSU is at right now? Thirty three to one. 22 to 1 on BetOnline.ag. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's 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 pretty low uh, relatively speaking. Um Ohio State What was is number, Florida State? Florida State is 14 to 1 and they're the fourth <laughs> highest. They're, they're the fourth best odds. See, that's what, okay, that's what I'm feeling too. I, I know. Uh, anyway, but so Florida State is the highest ranked Big 10 team uh, uh-huh. tied with Michigan uh, at 14 to 1 for for both of them, Ohio State and Michigan. Uh Purdue at 16 to 1 and then MSU is the fourth highest Big 10 team. Overall, twenty-two to one, and uh, actually, sorry, Illinois, and Maryland. Sorry, both okay. of them are twenty-two to one as well. Um, this is once again. I'll just throw a lazy take out here. I just wanted to have a discussion about this. The take is that you got to be out of your GD mind to be putting money on the twenty twenty-two NCAA tournament as more than one thousand kids are swimming in the transfer portal at this moment, mm-hmm. and a lot of dust has to settle uh, before the season even begins. I think I'd pump the brakes, maybe. A smidgen on betting any money right now on a futures bet, but if you want to do so, betonline.ag, your sportsbook experts. Um, yeah, well, so uh, th- th- this would be a this would be crazy to bet money. B, like I, those are pretty high odds for Michigan State, aren't they? Like, something be a little longer than that. Uh, I just bet five dollars on Michigan State to win. There, national championship. Next. We <laughs> go. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe catch the fever. Let's go. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like some of these. It is Maryland's as right. high as they are too. Not 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 to already jump around and talk other Big Ten teams, but Maryland at twenty two to one, especially with their offseason they're having and the transfer portal. Like, 
They'd be a little yeah. higher, like maybe in the 16 to 1 range, like <clears throat> Purdue. But huh, who's to say? Um, yeah, I got MSU 25 to 1 here on this site. You said 22 to 1 on Bet Online, so it's probably somewhere around there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Some of these teams, like, because these are, they just came out. Some of these teams feel absolutely insane to me to be on this list this high up. Like, yeah, there's so much left <laughs> to be decided in terms of all the kids in the portal. Uh, is every kid who is signed going to go to that college or are some of the top players going to go to the G League? Is someone going to reclassify? Mm. <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm, I did it because I'm hunting for value because I'm, you know, Amani no, Bates... Yeah. I like Amani Bates shows up to Michigan State, even if you feel like there's a 5 to 10% chance it happens. That number is going to go 25 or 22 to 1 to like 12 to 1, 10 to 1, 14 to 1, right? They're going to be there with the uh, upper echelon teams. You know what is the, just the worst bet you could ever make right now? Uh, UCLA 10 to 1. UCLA 10 to 1. Yeah, that seems like prisoner <laughs> of the moment right there. <laughs> 10 to 1. Like, what are you great doing? Great run they had. We all had a great time. It was a lot of fun, but I, whoa. Maybe ten to one to win the Pac-12 next year. Uh, yeah, fancy a like that. that perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Johnny Juzang's going to do that again. No, definitely. Yeah, he, uh. he wants he wants revenge, <laughs> no doubt. Um. Yes. Did I answer your take? I feel like I did. I'm sure he, I gave such a bad take. I, it doesn't uh, matter. Okay. I'm sorry. It, that's yeah. okay. I that's just wanted okay. to talk about the odds that came out. Yeah, today, so. no, that's, yeah, it's, it's good on you. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Fade Friday on a Thursday in honor of Masters weekend. We'll do some first-round uh, matchups, and then we'll we'll give, I don't know, maybe we'll do like two or three guys we like to win the tournament in their numbers. Ooh, like uh, that. There we go. Yeah, we can do that kind of as well. And that'll be our Fade Friday on a Thursday, and we won't have Fade Friday on actual friday as well so we'll do that and then we'll mix in some michigan state stuff as well so please join us then rate review subscribe excuse me to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast matt go april 7th uh well what year did the michigan state baseball team begin playing? 1402 oh 1402, uh, 1884. Shoot, just just missed it, bud. Just missed. All right, guys, go green.